0: This is let your voice be heard right here on WHCR, 923 FM the voice of Harlem. And we are back. So uh, you're probably wondering why we didn't talk about the Muslim registry during the last two- segment about Donald Trump's America. And the reason why we didn't talk about it is because we held it for the end so that I can tell you about it in conjunction with a quickie on one of the worst Supreme Court decisions to ever come out of the Supreme Court following, during World War II. So what am I talking about? Well, why don't we start here? Imagine that you're a U.S. citizen. You were born in the United States and there was a war going on between the U.S. and another country. And it happened to be that your family was from that country, even though you were born in America. And let's say the U.S. government decided to come to your house and they rounded up you and your family and they sent them to the camp. That sounds scary, right? pretty scary. Yes. Yeah, well, that actually <laughs> happened. And what I'm talking about is in World War II, Japanese Americans, people who were actually American citizens but of Japanese background, uh, were literally rounded up by the US government and they were sent to Japanese internment camps and they were held there for a long portion of the en- t- until the war ended essentially because the US government thought that Japanese people might be spies, they might be committing espionage and they might be a threat to the United States even though they were US citizens. And this case actually went to the Supreme Court and it's a case known as Cormazzo versus the United States and the Supreme Court actually ruled that it was constitutional to do this. Um, And that that is really crazy. But here's the craziest thing. This case, Cormazzo, which reflects one of the most shameful things that we have ever done in this country to our fellow citizens, is still technically on the books as quote unquote good. And I say that in quotations because it's a term of art, meaning it's still good law, meaning it still is on the books, not that it's a good thing that we have that law. So I want to Clarify that. Um, and now, it because it is still on the books, it is now being used to justify a possible Muslim registry under the president-elect Trump administration, which is not just scary; it is like reminiscent of Nazism. So, what is Cormazzo? What does it say, and why is it still on the books? After Pearl Harbor was bombed in December of 1941, the military feared that the Japanese were going to attack the U.S. mainland, and the American government was very worried, as I said, that Japanese descendants might be aiding the enemy. So in 1942, Franklin Roosevelt, who is a liberal, never forget that, um, signed an executive order that forced many West Coast Japanese and Japanese Americans into internment camps. It also gave the military the authority to exclude citizens of Japanese ancestry from areas deemed critical to national defense and potential. Vulnerable to espionage, Fred Kormatsu was a Japanese American. He relocated and he claimed to be Mexican American to avoid being interned. He then remained in San Orlando, California, in violation of the exclusion order, and he was later arrested and he was convicted with violating the law. He then challenged his conviction in the courts. He said that Congress, the president, and the military did not have the power to issue a relocation order and that he was being discriminated on based on his race as a Japanese-American. The government argued that the evacuation was necessary to protect the country, and the federal appeals court agreed. Eventually, as I said, the case went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court also agreed. The question presented was whether the president and Congress went beyond their war powers by implementing the exclusion and restricting the rights of Americans. American citizens of Japanese descent. In a 6-3 to three decision, the Supreme Court held that the exclusion order that applied to Japanese Americans uh, was lawful because of the need to protect against espionage outweighed Korematsu's rights and that the need to protect the country was a greater priority than the individual rights of Japanese and Japanese Americans. Justice Hugo Black argued that compulsory exclusion, through constitution, though constitutionally suspect, and this is a quote, is justified during circumstances of quote-unquote emergency and peril the Supreme Court was relying on wartime hysteria xenophobia and racism like we're not hearing that today, mm. um, and sullied its reputation by damaging the constitutional principles that it was meant to upheld. In fact, and you're going to be really shocked about this one, Justice Scalia actually ranked Kormazzo alongside Dred Scott, the 1950s, 1857 decision that held that black slaves were property and not citizens, amongst one of the court's most shameful decisions ever. That's Justice what? Scalia. Yeah. yeah. Why? Well, okay, I'm sorry. That just blew my mind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Justice Breyer, who is uh, just uh, you know recently retired, wrote that Kormatsu has lost all its potency as a presidency um sorry, as precedent and that decision has been so thoroughly discredited that it is har- is hard to conceive of any future court referring to it. But It was never overruled. And the reason it's never been overruled is because even though there has been calls to renounce it and to overrule it for the past 70 years, there is a jurisprudence problem, which is the court has not had another case like it arise in order to be able to explicitly overturn it. So, for example, in 1986, in Bowers versus Hardwick, the Supreme Court held that sodomy was illegal and that gay people did not have the right to engage in homosexual relations, even behind closed doors. And then in 2003, in Lawrence v. Texas, they explicitly overruled that because a new case arose to the Supreme Court that gave them the opportunity to, to overrule the Bowers case. But because a new case has not arisen that has presented the same issue, the court has never explicitly ruled it. Now, the fa- be- because the, the case has never been overruled, that is what is so scary. Because given our p- current political situation, many Trump supporters and Trump surrogates have now claimed that Korematsu may legally allow them to justify a Muslim registry or rounding up Muslims to intern them into camps because of a public safety exception. Now, what's interesting about that is if they were actually to do that, that may allow the case to arise back to the Supreme Court. But as you know, right now, we have uh, eight-member Supreme Court. We are one short because they refused to confirm Merrick Garland's nomination. And number two, if they don't confirm Merrick Garland between now and the time Trump becomes president, then Trump's going to probably appoint somebody that would— essentially rule that Kormatsu is still good law because he's going to be the one putting somebody on the court, which is why it is so scary that not only is his plans going to be assessed by the Supreme Court, but they are also he's going to be the one potentially appointing the people who are going to be assessing these plans. Um, SCOTUS, as far as I'm concerned, needs to overrule Cormazzo immediately. Mm. The fact that um, it has been discredited so many times to me means they should really be able to just it, I think, you know, and I realize this is not generally how it works. But I think that the Supreme Court should issue a one-page decision where they should essentially unanimously the eight of them say that Kormatsu is explicitly overruled. As far as I can tell, although it's not the way things normally work, and I know that as a lawyer, um, it would not cost them anything more than a little bit of ink. And I just wanted to end on this. In the words of Martin Niemöller, he's a prominent Protestant pastor who emerged as an outspoken public foe of Adolf Hitler, and he spent the last seven years of Nazi rule in a concentration camp, said, first they came for the Socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist and then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew and then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. So remember you might not be Muslim. You might not be gay. You might not be Jewish. You might not be black. But if you're not the one that speaks out at some point they're going to come for you and there's gonna be nobody else to speak for you. So you need to speak out loud and you need to speak out now and you need to say this is not okay and this is not acceptable and we cannot Put Muslims on a registry and start interning American citizens because of our irrational fears about what's going to happen next. Well said. Thank you for that, Alyssa. And thank you guys for tuning in and chiming into our show today. If you missed some of it or you simply want to share it or tell your friends how wonderful Let Your Voice Be Heard is, you should subscribe to us on iTunes at LYVBH Radio. And there you can find our podcast and share it with the world, especially on social media. Speaking of social media, you can find Let Your Voice Be Heard heard at facebook.com slash let your voice be heard and on twitter and instagram at be heard underscore radio see you next week guys i fm